Welcome to this episode of Soul Punch Podcast. I am Killer Barkman, aka DJ CJ Barks, which Tristan makes fun of every time. Um, but I'm super excited. Uh, we have sweet, awesome, special guest with us today. His name is Nolan Dick. Mm. And uh, Nolan, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for the introduction, Caleb. That was that was amazing. So I'm, I'm super pumped to be here, guys, and I'm just looking forward to where this conversation goes. Yeah, uh, so my goal really here is kind of to hear um, what started your your spiritual journey. What what was it that that uh, that drew you? What were the experiences that you had that kind of like okay, wow, okay, God, like boom, there you are, kind of a thing. So I guess first question is like kind of where does your journey begin? That's a good question. So I did, you know, we're gonna go way back, um, you know, t- ten years. Uh, really starts uh, youth group. Uh, was homeschooled, grew a Christian family, um, but really it started, I would say, seriously uh, when I started actually seeing the lack of integrity of people, which which kind of surprises a lot of people. Um, but when it, when I read the Bible, guys, I see that Jesus change, changes people a lot. Like it's not just like a little bit, but it, Jesus wants to like people to jump on board. He wants people to be passionate for him. He wants people to to be uh, with him all the time. And I'm just like, okay, that's a that's a cool thing. But when uh, in the youth group I was growing in, growing up in, I, I didn't see that a lot. I didn't see a lot of people drastically changing. I remember, uh, you know, we we would have Bible study, and then afterwards, uh, some of the guys, some of the more popular kids, would just go and mock whatever was said. And I just remember, mm-hmm. like, if that's the if that's the reality, and these guys were like the good Christian kids, right? And yeah. so if all of a sudden that's the good Christian kids, what is what is this actually even meaning for anybody? Which which just totally torqued me because mm-hmm. I'm like, this should not be the case. So it really actually drove me away from Jesus. And uh, I remember um, I worked for a guy, and he he was he was amazing. He was the one guy that um, really showed me what it was like to to love Jesus. He would walk in, I uh, worked for him, but he would often invite me in for lunch. And uh, this was when I was like 15, 16, 17, 18, really defining years for me guys. Probably a lot of you guys listening right right now or in, right in that spot. And uh, he would love his wife. He would walk in and he would give her a big kiss on the cheek. Uh, put his arm around her, and I was like, "That is weird. Like I'm here. <laughs> I don't understand why this is happening. My parents didn't do that, so I was like, I- I'm not comfortable with this." Yeah, yeah. But he also he showed vividness in his relationship with his, with his wife, and I was like, "That's if that's Jesus real, that's what I want. I want to be able to love somebody like that. I want right. to be able to have that passion. I want to be able to talk about it as we drive somewhere, right? Like he built in built into me when mm-hmm. we were going field to field on the farm, you know. Hmm. And I think that's really when my my soul was like oh there's this could be real this is real it's, it's worth pursuing if it's not real then then i'm not going to pursue it but if it is real then it's worth jumping on board and it's worth um giving my entire life for right, right. It, uh, i'm not uh, I, i'm a can be a very black and white person and so i was like i'm not gonna halfway it with jesus right i, I don't like that why why do that right like why commit on sundays man if, if jesus isn't real i don't even want to show up on church but if Jesus is real, and that was my question, he's worth pursuing, he's worth showing up for, and it's not just gonna be uh, something that I'm like happy with showing up every once in a while. Yeah, so it, it was like an all or nothing thing for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly, all or nothing, man. Like, I'm not just gonna like kind of float on this, it's gonna be, I'm either gonna go 100%, or this is completely not anything useful to me and I'm out. Exactly, exactly. And I don't, I don't wanna be that type of person either, right? Like, right. I don't think anybody likes, in my mind, I was even thinking friends. I don't like my, I don't like friends who are flaky. Who are only like, hey, we're gonna hang out with you when you have something really cool going on, yeah. but you won't go out for coffee with me. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, that's not the that's not the type of friend I want to be, and I don't think that like Jesus wants that from me either. Can I go and just spend some time with him? Yeah, 
but I can also go do something really fun and exciting with, with, with you too as well. So it has to be both. It can't just right. be one or the other. And I think that that was really the some of the things that started started my walk with Jesus. Because I saw the opposite, right? Like some of my friends started uh, getting into drugs, drinking, sleeping around, and I was like, that, that seems to be working for a while. But if Jesus is real, he says the opposite. Yeah. Um, and if, if and other people who aren't doing that um, and actually succeed in the relationships, they seem to be way happier. But if Jesus isn't real, then I can do go literally do with him whatever I want, morally, intellectually, I can pursue anything. And I think that those 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 thoughts just drove me forward, but also made me question, is right. Jesus actually this, this real, mm. vivid um, person who, who I can relate with, who I can get to know, right? And I think those things made a huge difference when I started thinking about those ones. And, and uh, even being willing to challenge that in my own mind. Is this, is this real? So there was like a big wrestle going on during that time. You were you were wrestling with the realities of kind of what you saw your friends doing. And then the other side of it of like, hey, if this is real, like some, there's there's more to it than that. Right? Totally, totally. So what, what happened that, you know, you are where you are today? Like, what, right. was, it a, was it a slow, gradual thing? Or was there kind of like one of those moments? Well, uh, the big moment for me was when I actually chose to spend one year going to Bible school. I remember vividly, I was, uh, I even know like which spot, I was raking hay. I remember sitting down, uh, thinking there. You were there raking hay? Raking hay. Like it's in a, a tractor. It's in a tractor. Oh, okay, And so you're, right. you're, you're yeah, flipping yeah. the hay over in order to dry it out. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was in there and I remember sitting in the tractor and I was like, kids, if, if God's real, real, he's worth one year of my life. And if he's not real, <laughs> then, then I'm going to, I'm going to go do whatever the crap I want because like, I, I want to know, right? Hmm. And so I wasn't getting it at that time. I wasn't getting that in my youth group. And um, so I started looking around just for places that offered life. I was like, if, if Jesus is real, he offers life. That's what constantly is like forced down my throat, right? Like Jesus mm-hmm. offers this different lifestyle and I want to be able to participate in that. So I started looking around. Um, some of my friends went to different places. I just didn't see a lot of life change in them. And so I went up. Um, Ironically, like I, I went to PRBI, Peace River Bible Institute, and one of my friends invited me up. And uh, when he invited me up, I'd been up a couple of times before and I hated PRBI. I, <laughs> I was like, I am never, ever going to this school. And so one of my buddies invited me up and he, he told, I told him straight up, I was like, dude, this is the worst school in the world. I'm never going. And uh, then he was like, yeah, 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 whatever, come and visit me. So I went and visited him and I was like, uh, he went from somebody in who was totally desperate for relationship, sucking the soul out of me. Um, whenever I would ha- hang out with him bef- before he went to Bible school, I was exhausted. And I think we all have friends like that. Yeah. And uh, But when he went to went to PRBI, after a few few months there, I was like, this guy's caring for me. He's mm-hmm. loving me. He, he's seen Jesus. He, he is a drastically different person. And I was like, okay, if that can happen for him, that's what I want in my life. Because that type of change is what I'm looking for. Mm. It's not just, uh, it's not a joke, right? Like it's serious business, but it can be fun. And that's that's what I was looking for. I was like, it has to be offering life. And it can't just be like very staunch, you know, tie every Sunday type of relationship with God. I don't, I don't think that's that's how uh, God always works, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's raw, he's real, and he's he's vivid. And that's what he's offering us. He's, a, he's offering us an adventure in life. And uh, I saw that in my in my friend James. And I was like, in that moment, after spending uh, a few hours with him, I was like, that's where I want. This is where hmm. I'm going. And so in that moment, I, I made my decision uh, to, to pursue whatever James had, right? So I applied, got in. I mean, 
Um, it was it was awesome. I got to school and it was weird. Kids cared for each other. Hmm. Um, kids loved on each other. The guys were talking about crazy topics. Like we would never talk about internet addictions or pornography when I was in high school. And all of a sudden, guys are doing it in their dorm rooms, and I'm like, you guys are, you guys are being real. You guys are, are not just uh, trying to fake it, right? Like, oh, I'm perfect. But rather, it was a, this conversation of how much uh, pain, how much life they had lived, how much um, they had really seen God and how much uh, their souls were, were seeking after him. Hmm. And I was like, those, those things afterwards gave me like just a nibble, just a taste of what Jesus was really offering, that it was a deep relationship with God. Not just a not just a frizzy one or a fruity one, um, or shallow, right? Like here's Jesus, yeah, right. Um, just super pumped up, and then after a couple of weeks, and you're like, oh, this is lame. But it was like something consistent that can right. happen and grow. And I think those things over time, and there's other things that, that went on, um, as, and we can talk about those too. That were like those were so foundational for me. That off of that, I was able to say, hey, I can actually have this relationship uh, with Jesus, who I can't even see, but I can get to experience him. Right. And I think those were, thinking back, even now, those are the moments where I'm like, I grab hold of and I have solidified my faith in Jesus, hmm. right? So I think those are amazing, beautiful, and uh, yeah, I just, I just, every single time, uh, whenever I'm chatting with kids, I'm like, if you want to pursue Jesus, this is worthwhile, yeah. right? Like, go and, go and work in ministry. Go and, go and spend like a few months, a year four years just learning about him and he's going to take you on a wild ride yeah. and, and I think a, a lot of people don't believe me when I'm like Jesus is going to send you on an adventure that is going to drastically change your life and it's not something that's just going to be like oh cool I you know I got to go on a sweet holiday with Jesus no it's going to be meaningful <laughs> and it's going to be life changing and I don't just mean for you but for other people you're going to impact people and you're going to see the reality of who, who Jesus is which will solidify for the rest of your life hmm. so like you you gave God like this. I'll give you one year kind of thing, you know, and then not that much longer down the road, he kind of shows you like this is what even a few months can do of just real relationship with me. You know, when you saw your friend James and be like, wow, this is a different dude. Something has changed in him. So at, after that point, were you at all kind of like, okay, God, I'll give you whatever time you want, or are you still like, ah, one year, we'll see what happens? Or uh, I totally uh, honestly, I so I did four years, guys. Um, it was it was fantastic, but I just chose one year at a time. Um, I chose to go back for a second year in like, man, it was like August, right? Like super late. Oh, yeah. um, but I, I, I didn't realize the difference that Jesus was making in my life until I left. Until I went back home mm -hmm. and I saw the reality of where my other friends who had, um, who were still there, who were still still living the same things, telling the same jokes. And uh, I was like, this isn't me. I, I, but I need something more because I don't mm -hmm. want to fall back into this other stuff. So for me, it was seeing the contrast and like, I think that that's also what's kept me uh, vivid in my faith. It's not just spending time with other Christians, but it's people like, uh, I love going to Starbucks. Like Starbucks is one of my favorite places. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to share a quick story here, but I've, I've shared the gospel more in Starbucks than any other place, uh, honestly. I'll be sitting down. Um, there's been a couple times where I have my headphones in. I've got a book in front of me. I'm sitting like staring at this book. Um, and I look up and somebody just like catches my eye. And they'll start talking to me. And we have like an hour and a half conversation um, about their beliefs, about what they actually think about God, if they're like, quote unquote, a spiritual person. Mm -hmm. And and I'm like, no, no, no. Like this is, this the spiritualness that you're experiencing has a name. Right. There, there's hope yeah, yeah. behind it. It's not just something that's, um, 
whatever I feel, whatever my, my soul is feeling, wanting to express in the moment, that's my spiritualness. But it's like, no, 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 this, this actually has a point mm. and it's important, right? And so I think that though, those times of, of, of being in relationship have just shown me how different my life is because of Jesus. Not, not just because I've grown to become more holy or whatever, but it's, it's the contrast between my life and somebody else's who doesn't know Jesus. Hmm. Those are the constant times. I just think back and I'm like, holy smokes, I've grown, hmm. I've changed, and I'm so thankful for that. So like yeah. those, those stories for me, those, those times have been so huge opportunities, right? But I've also had to you know, jump on board of the, those opportunities. Be like, okay, I'm a little annoyed at this point. You know, I wanted to just come here. Uh, I've got a little bit of time where I was really looking forward to reading this book. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, oh, which was better? Me getting to read a little bit about Jesus or me, me getting uh, to share Jesus. And sharing right. Jesus was better, mm-hmm. even though it took a risk for me to actually do that. Because it's not easy. Like, it's never easy. Um, <laughs> it's, it's risky, but it's fantastic when it's over, right? Like, and I just think those, those times have changed my life mm-hmm. so drastically. Um, so to go back to your original question, was it gradual? Yeah, totally it was gradual, but it was seeing the contrast of how much I changed, how much my soul wanted something different, how much I wanted to see something different. Uh, those were those were totally different um, conversations I was having then with, my, with myself. It went from, um, is God even real, to saying, man, God's real. How do I actually get to, to, to portray this to other people? How do I get to lead other people towards Jesus in, in whatever whatever I do, right? And that can be, you know, summer jobs. That can be, you know, mm-hmm. I worked on a farm. I did construction. I worked for a town. I worked for the government. You know, all sorts of crazy stuff. Whatever I'm doing, can I do it? And I think that that was a, that was a challenge. And that was, the, that was a beautiful thing too, right? It's not just like I'm in ministry. It was like I just get to live my life. And if I'm willing, I get to step on into these opportunities. Mm-hmm. And they become adventures, right? I think oh, yeah. that that's the cool yeah, part. Yeah. 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 So you spoke, you spoke before of like there's been a few moments that you kind of like hang on to and and hold on to as these are like defining moments in in your faith or they were super foundational you know those kind of moments that are like yeah this is this is legit or i'm all in for this like what tell, tell me a couple of those stories cool um i think there's a couple that come to mind one was uh most of them involve pain and, hmm. and i think that that's uh something that i didn't realize when i stepped into into relationship with God that um, he's going to he's going to want you to dive into into pain and express some of those things and some of the things that you've done. And so, uh, yeah, you know, what? one of the big moments in my life was when I started telling people about my sexual past, uh, pornography, sleeping around, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was when those people said, hey, we still love you. Um, and it was painful, guys. Like it was it sucked. Like that was probably mm-hmm. like some of the most painful experiences trying to work up the courage to tell somebody um, my life's screwed up like badly. I'm trying to live for Jesus yet, and then this is holding me back from a relationship with Him. And also having to take this risk of being like, this these people might not be in a relationship with me afterwards, right? We read about the Bible that th- these things are supposed to be happening, but what happens if they don't do it, right? Mm. That's the risk of being in a relationship with other people. And uh, I just remember afterwards, I remember like, uh, you know, bawling my eyes out. And uh, all of a sudden, they, they, you know, like, all of a sudden, I feel their hands on me, and they were giving me hugs. And I'm like, how is this even possible that I just shared some of the, hmm. the filth of my soul, yeah. right? And all of a sudden, you're like, you see the reality of the things that Jesus is talking about. Friends showing up, people caring and loving and being, um, and showing grace, right? Like, hmm. those things, 
that is so defining for me uh, of how I live my life afterwards. And it took me years, guys, to even begin to express some of these things, right? Mm. Um, a lot of thought, a lot of willingness to have my soul crushed in a lot of ways. And uh, But at the end of the day, it's been so freeing. And I think that, we, that I often forget, and I didn't even know, but it was it's these, these painful moments that when I begin to talk about them, all of a sudden Jesus enters in and he says, I'm going to, I, I, I've defined you differently now, right? Mm. Um, it's, it's a totally different conversation from one of pain to one being, hey, share your pain. Let's heal together, Nolan. I have what you want. I have the life. I have the vividness. I have the, the stream of living water that I'm going to pour into you. Mm. And I think that that's a, that's a beautiful thing. But we also, I, I look back and I'm like, man, I'm thankful for the people around me. But because that was, we talk about community a lot. We talk about fellowship. We talk about whatever it is. And I think that that's really what happened for me is that experience. And then when we, when we get to see that in community, all of a sudden Jesus comes alive to me. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is relationship. What, what the chief way Jesus, Jesus works is through, pe- uh, through yeah. other people, right? Yeah. So when, when you get to see something like that, um, that is a huge marker for me being like, boom, go step on that one. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, step into that. And then also when, when you get to experience something, I get to then be like, hey, I get to share this with somebody else. Because yeah. it's extremely hard to share something if you've never experienced it, right? Not without feeling like a lot of pressure. So afterwards, then it was like, I've had other friends share other things. And I'm like, you know what, guys? This, even though it's serious, Jesus loves us so much more than we could ever possible imagine. Mm-hmm. And he's so much deeper and so uh, wants to bring this stuff out of us, not because he just wants to make fun of us for our pain or the things that we've screwed up on, but because he's saying, I've got the opportunity for you to heal. I've got the opportunity for you to live life differently. No longer in fear of somebody discovering this, but you can, I can, like now I can talk about this yeah. and, uh, and, sh- and share that and be like, you know what, even if somebody comes up to me afterwards and says, Nolan, that was the most stupid thing you've ever said. I, I think you're, you're an idiot. I'm going to be like, you know what, that's okay. Because I, I know that Jesus still loves me, even mm-hmm. no matter what I say. And I think that those, those things have been so transformational for me, solidifying um, and building upon who Jesus is in my life, but I can stand a lot firmer in that. Mm. It reminds yeah. me of the story of the, the woman who was caught sleeping around. Mm-hmm. And these people, they drag her before Jesus to see, okay, Jesus, what is your response going to be to this person's filth and the sin in their life? Yeah. And what's Jesus' response? He kneels down and gives them a hug, yeah. you know, tells them, hey, I love you. Your sins are forgiven, right? Totally. And I think so often we have the fear of, okay, we're going to tell these people and it's going to be just the worst. Yeah. But yet Christ's response is always of love. Totally. You know, totally. and I mean, it's beautiful that, you know, that you were able to experience Christ in that moment through, through your mm-hmm. friends, right? Uh, yeah. One of the big things for me was stepping into scripture. So placing, instead of saying, uh, um, oh, just reading a piece of scripture, I was like, oh, this is speaking directly to me. So one of the big things that really caught me in scripture, which really helped me open up to, about some of these things, is there's a, there's a passage in Luke 15, uh, and people often jump to the prodigal son, the prodigal God, whichever, however you guys want to explain that story. But right before it, he talks about some, uh, a shepherd who is one of his sheep has just run off and uh, he's got 99. So he's got 99 good sheep, 99%. And I think like if 99% of my friends were there, I would not worry about the other 1%, right? If I had a hundred friends, I'd be like, Oh, everybody's here. But no, the shepherd goes, leaves his people, uh, the, all the little good sheep running around all the little good Christians. And he goes after the one crazy sheep who's mm-hmm. just run off and he, and he keeps looking, he keeps looking, he keeps looking and brings him back. And I was like, this is Jesus for me. I'm the lost sheep. Nolan is the one that ran off. Nolan is the one that's no longer with the other good sheep. Mm-hmm. But who who does he go look for? He doesn't just stay there and be like, these are my best sheep. 
he goes and looks for the screwed up sheep, right? The, the, yeah. the sheep has gone off and just chilled out by himself and he pursues him, right? And I, I think mm-hmm. like when Jesus is pursuing us in, uh, in relationship, it's not just going to be something when you're good. It's going to be like he pursues you when you suck more than the rest. Yeah. And all of a sudden there, that, changes, that changed my perspective, right, mm-hmm. of, of how this works. It's not just like how good can I be? No, no, no. Uh, he he's still pursuing me even when I'm like absolutely terrible and I know it, right. Hmm. So I, I think that there's some hugely transforming things that have happened in my life that Jesus is offering to everyone, right? Like absolutely everyone, um, but we have to realize it. Yeah, that we have to be in that place of. Uh, we often say surrender, but I think it's just willingness to be like, "Hey, Lord, coming. I, I'm here. I want to be found, and I want to. I want to be that person who has the opportunity to step back in relationship." Hmm. So. Mm-hmm. So, um, what would you say to your younger self right in that time when you were wrestling with, okay, I see what my friends are doing, but yet I see this thing about God. I'm just not sure. I'm kind of in this in-between stage. Like, you know, what would you say to your younger self? Because I'm sure that, you know, there's, there's people up there now that they're there. They're wrestling, yeah. right? This is the real battle that they're in right now they're not sure like hey is this god real or i just do what i want to do like if you could go back and talk to yourself and say hey what do you what do you, what would you say i would say grow a set and say something to my youth pastor um I, that's what i would have said i would have <laughs> i would have because I, I didn't have a lot of guts back in the day um not a lot of courage i would have said i need some courage go say something um, because that will transform what he's doing as well he'll be like what like what are you talking about can you explain when this is happening and I could have given him, given him lots of examples of like, this is what I saw. This is what this ha- when this happened. This is what happens afterwards. And then being willing to say that to some of my friends too as well. I think that, um, and you know what? I would have been made fun of. And I think that would have solidified my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, having somebody say, we, we think that's ridiculous. Because in those moments, guys, we get to see Jesus. Jesus was ridiculed. I will be ridiculed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not something that's just going to be like, oh, just off the cuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, your youth pastor isn't just going to be like, oh, yeah, that's, you're, you're, you're 14. Uh, I think you're crazy, right? I think he's going to take, take you seriously when somebody says, hey, I, I want to grow in my faith, and this is what's holding me back. Hmm. Uh, that's, a, that's a serious thing. And I think every single youth pastor I know has that passion inside of them. He wants to hear that conversation with, with his youth say, I don't know what's going on. And I want to grow in these areas. And these are the things that are preventing me. And, and guys, as like, I think back and I'm like, maybe my youth pastor didn't know. Maybe he was just like, this is on the trajectory we are at. And maybe he didn't realize actually where my soul was at. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as amazing as youth pastors are, we're like, we're not invincible, right? Like <laughs> yeah. we can't know the inner workings of your heart. You have to say something. And I think I would have said to myself, grow a set and say, say something. Mm-hmm. Um, have some courage. God gave us courage, right? Yeah. It's going to be a risk, but, but be a man. Step out. Or be a woman. Be a woman of courage. <laughs> be a man of courage, right? Um, for the women, be like Esther. Step out and say something, right? Um, you know, and it was super dangerous for her to do that. But we have these examples uh, of extreme courage of where they stepped into death. We're not, honestly, you're not going to die. You know, like, it's going to be like, oh, let's have a conversation. Let's go for coffee. Let's, you know, yeah. sit in my office, whatever, whatever it is. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. And so we can all grow collectively, uh, collectively together towards Jesus. Yeah. I think when we, when we wrestle with those things by ourselves in our, in our own minds, that's when we make up, you know, 
crazy reasons or we deceive ourselves or we tell ourselves lives or, or something like that, you know, but when you can actually step outside that and go to someone and be like, Hey, that's what I'm wrestling with. Right. Then you get an outside input, right. And allow um, some light to shine in on a situation that you could be just completely confused in. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so exactly. And sometimes it's just like a single sentence, you know, like yeah. somebody's going to say, or it's going to be a five hour conversation mm-hmm. and both are opportunities for, mm-hmm. for us to, 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 to experience relationship, grow in relationship with people, and also be able to see Jesus a little bit more too. Yeah. Oh, cool. Awesome. Well, Nolan, I really appreciate you coming in and kind of sharing uh, what God has taken you through and and uh, and how He's just grown you and revealed Himself to you through through other people. And uh, yeah, uh, appreciate you having here. And I loved it. Love uh, love being able to share a little bit of my journey and hopefully encourage some of you guys too. Yeah. Um, whether that means coming to chat with Caleb or Tristan or. One of the other youth pastors here in Grand Prairie or, or across Western Canada. Anywhere. Uh, do it, guys. Yeah. And I would encourage you guys to do that and have some, have some courage. So this has been a Soul Punch podcast. Thanks for tuning in, clicking in, tapping in, whatever it may be. Um, if you have a suggestion of someone you want to hear interviewed or hear what God has done in their lives, uh, drop us a line. And anyways, peace out. Soul Punch.